2: Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit
1: thing I've seen in 30 years.
3: Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the QS Militia with Sean and Joe at Qs Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you listen, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody who has done so already. Syracuse football closes out their season. They'll finish 1-10 on the year. They were dropped by number 2, Notre Dame, 45-21. Syracuse basketball starts 3-0 on the year. Dominating rider, Bronx, 87-52. to You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback and squeezing a ton in tonight. And yeah. Syracuse will um, go on the road and face Rutgers Tuesday night. And Joe is going to have all of that for you. Is that game really at 9.30? <laughs> is it really? I'm just looking at this. It says 9.30 ESPN2. So, yeah, it is. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, um, we we are going to try. I just randomly facebook live the game. I didn't really hang out and watch it with anybody. I just kind of set it up. I was in and out, but I was mostly... Not paying attention. So this yesterday, last night, I actually hung out and um I had a blast with everybody. If if you were if you were there and you're listening, um appreciate you showing up. It was fun. I didn't mean even mean for it to be fun. But it was. The only reason I was doing it was because uh you know, some people in Syracuse I knew they weren't getting the game. So I I, I bucked the right. system, man, you know. And we want to try to find a better way to do this, maybe get Joe in on it and have some more fun, watch some games together. So I have an idea of what we can do, and I have, a, and I have something more long-term. But unfortunately, we can't do it on Facebook Live, or excuse me, uh, YouTube Live. We have to do it on Facebook Live. So I'm just trying to figure out how to use all the equipment with that because I have it set up for Facebook Live we, we, where we can use the equipment and everything. So anyway, we'll figure it out. It'll be fun. It will we'll try. Be, it will be. Yeah. No. I think I've got a couple good ideas on on you know what we can do. So, the you know the, the the thing about it is really is to just um how to get you in and and get the sound right because I want the you know you, you, when you when you record in a room on your phone audio from a TV, it's, you know, it's horrible sounding. So there's got to be a way to make that better. And I think I have a, I think I have an idea. So we will try it. Um, all right. Let's listen to see what Coach Babers had to say after the loss against Notre Dame, last game of the season. Let's, let's hear from Coach.
0: I've got to go back and watch the tape. Obviously, I, Cooper Lutz is, I thought he was really good, but I didn't know he was that really that fast. And then, you know, Sean's been steady all all day, all all year long, and then that one run he had was uh, really, really good. You know, he made made one guy miss, cut back inside the corner, jumped over number twenty a safety, and and I'm sure fourteen was around somewhere, and then he outran fourteen to the end zone. So it was a really, really good run. You know, obviously this is not the season that we wanted, but there's there's growth. You can see guys developing. It's going to help them. When you have a guy that gets hurt and he doesn't get to practice the entire year. He goes stagnant. And uh, it's really, it's, it's disappointing, and it's concerning that uh, they're gonna come back exactly where they were before the pandemic started, basically. And uh, you know, there's nothing we can do about those, the cards that we've dealt, but the ones that played this year, they should be a lot better. Our record is what it is, but it it doesn't act like nor does it feel like our record. And, you know, you can look at it and go, hey, that's baloney cheese. You're trying to make it uh, sound better than what it is. It is what it is. I understand what it is. Okay, it'll be with me the rest of my life. But I also understand that these guys are out here, and they're playing, and they're fighting, and they're young, and they don't even know yet. I mean, there's guys out on the defense, and I mean a lot of them, that can't touch me in the waiver. And I'm almost 60 years old and I'm, this is not about me, but I'm like, they can't even lift with me. But they, and that starts to happen when their body starts to change. And now when they hit people, instead of the person falling over them for a two yard gain, they're hitting them and they're going back for two yards. That's when football gets to be fun. Well, these guys, they're going to, they're going to grow up. They're going to lift up. They're going to build up. And then they're going to be really, really good players. And, uh, you know, coach Kelly was talking about that before the game. He says, He's, he was going through our roster, and he was like, hey, you guys are going to be good. Just stick with it. And uh, I looked at him. I said, I believe that as well. They, I just got to let them grow up. The puppy's got to turn into a dog, and uh, we're going to be okay.
3: The Coach Montage is brought to us by the title sponsor for this show, for Armchair Media and Thai Thoughts. Bet online. Now, you know what's bologna cheese? This is what's bologna cheese. An empty dome. That's baloney cheese. You might not be able to get into a game this year at the dome, but you can still get in all the action uh, at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Now, while we're talking Bet Online, our last uh, ACC picks of the week for college football are in the books. And uh, Joe goes the goes the first week of the year is the first one. Joe is the first one to go undefeated for the week. So you're awesome. <laughs> you're awesome, Joe. Just so proud. I knew you, I knew
2: you would say that. So proud of you. Um,
3: so proud. So proud. No good, bad, and ugly, uh, but uh, just a little recap here. Syracuse took a 7-3 to lead, and it, everything looked pretty good, man. Rex Pepper to Anthony Quealy uh, for a touchdown halfway through the second quarter, and you're thinking, man, can it happen? And then a momentum-killing penalty on third down on an incomplete pass gave the Notre Dame Fighting Irish... Um, a first down, Kingsley Jonathan brushed Ian Book's face mask, and result, that resulted in an eventual seven points for Notre Dame. Notre Dame would go on to – and you just felt it. You just felt the deflation uh, leave with you know five minutes left in the half. Notre Dame would score three times in just over three minutes before halftime. Eight penalties overall, including a Marquense pierre um, targeting penalty, which got him ejected on a on a punt return, three Q's fumbles and an interception. It obviously made things that much more impossible in a game where Syracuse, you know, had to go in and play perfect, and they really, really held it together for a long time. Man, just obviously um, outplayed Notre Dame just that good. So they're not number two for nothing. Notre right. Dame, though, has not allowed a 100-yard rusher all season, but Syracuse somehow pulled off two in one game. <laughs> it's so Syracuse. <laughs> Isn't that so Syracuse, man? I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Sean Tucker with 24 carries for 113 yards and a touchdown, and Cooper Lutz with six carries for 102 yards, averaging 17 yards a carry and one touchdown uh, after a late 80-yard rush. And just – I. Our, I think that was our best rushing game of the season, by the way, against a defense that's not allowing that type of thing to happen all year. So, Joe, a frustrating yeah. season comes to an end, but you know, this team, uh, they came to play uh, every game, and despite some of the results... They kept buying into what Coach was selling, and at the end of the day, I think we can take that away as a positive, that along with obvious freshmen getting a lot of burn this year, and um, move on to next year, see what happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's... We've talked about it in nauseam over and over again. I don't think Mm -hmm. we really need to hit it up. Uh, Yeah, I think the rushing, as far as this game goes, I mean, Cooper Les had an 80-yard rush, and Tucker had a 40-yard touchdown, uh, and a lot of that was late, so... I mean, it's a good stat good for them, but obviously turnovers and penalties being sloppy, uh, we've talked about how our narrow margin to win is got is very slim. So when we lose the turnover battle 4 to 2 and you know, eight penalties for 90 yards to their four for 40, uh, then we're not going to beat a team like this. But again, they hung in there um some questionable calls some would probably say to uh kind of give them some momentum going into halftime the rex uh, call
3: pepper fumble the the i believe it was the first one yeah uh clear, clear i thought it was clear and now obviously i'm biased but if i thought i saw something that indicated to me that his knee wasn't down before he started to fumble that ball i would say it yeah,
2: yeah i mean i think the whole thing is that Not, that play right there really just depends on what they call on the field
3: yeah, yeah oh, because well, the, I agree. The, I agree. I think it sucks, though. I think if you look at that replay, though, I think it's, you know, you got to look for indisputable. I believe it was indisputable. I don't think that ball was coming out of there until his knee was down. That's me. It was
2: It was very close, and some of the play, the, the looks weren't great. So, uh, again, yeah, they just the went with, angles. A, with the call. They went with the call on the field. But, um, yeah. you know, Babers talking to the whole, you know, Chris Elmore had to, because when it came to... These games, right? Uh, I think every position kind of had, like, you needed to have a minimum uh, amount of healthy players or, uh, you know, players that were um, available. They were putting on, yeah, that were available per position to even play the game. So, uh, you know, just figuring out that <clears throat> Chris Elmore had to step up and, and be an offensive lineman, not only to help, but also. So they could play the games, you know. Um, So the sacrifice that people made in in playing most of the year with around, what, 60, 65 scholarships when normally it's 85. um, Obviously, there's some issues there. And again, like what you said, they didn't quit. It never felt like the coaches lost the team. It never felt like. um,
3: Never was like bad news bears out there. And, and, and uh, well,
2: t- I mean, t- sometimes when <laughs> well, right, times, I take that back. <laughs> you know, when it, it rains, it pours, right? It's yeah. like you know, you get a bad penalty when we could have stopped them, they get a quick touchdown, we get the ball back, Rex call Pepper fumble yeah. back right into another touchdown, yeah. you yeah. know, that kind of stuff, you know, into another penalty, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, that that'll get better with experience and, and with playing with each other, um, but. Yeah, I think you know with the cards that were dealt um again I think it just comes down to back what we said from the beginning it's it's I'm just glad there was a season.
3: I'm just glad there was a season too. Syracuse though the story of the year is is just that and it was kind of a a bad news bears type of thing. So it really kind of was cuz they they were their own worst enemy a lot of times <clears throat> throughout the year. I mean there were so many times where you know, just the, just the the uh, rough in the passer call with the brush in the face mask like that. Like you can't do that. I get that. It's the rule. I, didn't, I don't think it was a bad call. I just think it, just like for that circumstance, throwing an incompletion, third down, Syracuse getting the ball back, it sucks, and they just they they go and score. So that those types yeah, of things. Yeah, and I hate those happen. calls
2: too because again, we've seen it happen to our quarterbacks. Sure, nothing gets called right. Well, I so, thought the I officials mean- in that game sucked.
3: I I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was great. And and what do you expect? A lot of people
2: didn't think so. Yeah, no. And again, a lot of people didn't think so. And that's just one of those things that I kind of do see um, in sports, especially like college. Uh, If you're not a really like high up there prospect, I mean, then sometimes you get hit and they don't call it when they probably should, right? Yeah. But then you get an Ian Book or, you know, some people who had talked about, Heisman and the greatest winning percentage for Notre Dame as a quarterback, and all this other stuff. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he well, gets
3: the whole halftime show was Notre Dame highlights and clips throughout the year, and all this and that. Like, it was ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're on the Notre like, Dame channel. What sure, I
3: know. Which, but to my point, though, exactly. Yeah. Right. And it, it's just, it's absurd that even that's all that's even allowed to happen, to be honest with you. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. But. That's absurd. That's crazy. So, and, and it's it seems corrupt. It's it's it's. Let's go Clemson. Yeah, let's go Clemson. I was tweeting to somebody or or oh, it was Robert on Facebook, uh, and I, I reiterated it on Facebook. Actually, I said something on 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 Twitter about it. I think I was talking with accused Waterboy, and I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm Clemson from here on out, man. That's it. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. uh, ACC championship. I'm I'm going to root for them. And that's not even something I would normally do. Like, I, wouldn't, I don't think I would do that in, in basketball.
2: No, no, no. I think I normally cheer against Notre Dame. So.
3: Oh, I would normally cheer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But cheer for Clemson, no. Uh, anyway, it, it is what it is. So uh, I did propose the question, Joe. I'm going to give it to you 1st and see what you got. I asked for one positive takeaway and obviously one negative takeaway to cap off the year.
2: Uh. God. Um, I think the positive takeaways that I would say, and again, I'm not kind of echoing, but there's not really too many. Right. So a lot of people are probably saying the same, same thing. Right. But uh, I think that the way that they handled COVID was pretty impressive. Just the fact that, uh, they didn't even have cases. And it just seems like that's, that was like the one issue that we didn't have. Right. Mm -hmm. We didn't run into. Um, and then, uh, also just, you know, the young players, the defense, just seeing what this, uh, this white, uh, Tony White, coordinators he's got, and the future looks bright on the defensive side for sure. So those would be the positives, and uh, well, I mean I asked, the negative.
3: I asked for one, but go ahead.
2: Sorry, negative Joe, is Joe just, B and Joe. It's all negative good. is just 2020.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Negative is the good. COVID yeah. bullshit
2: yeah. that they had to go through, and the fact that there's no fans. You know, <laughs> there's gonna be <laughs> no fans fair. in the seats, or there wasn't any. So. That was a negative as far as I was concerned. I just thought that I wish that that could have worked out a little bit better in their favor, especially considering that they did everything they had to do to not get cases. So to not even be able to say, hey, you did your, your thing, and now it's the last game of the season, senior night. We'll have your parents be able to come in and social distance. And you couldn't even do that. Um, I think uh, that's probably you know the negative portion of it, I think, for this team.
3: At Nick Feely on Twitter, positive has to simply be all the young players d- that got experience. Biggest negative for me is the QB situation and the fact that Dino's offensive scheme doesn't seem to get any production going on uh, going, no matter who the quarterback is. And well, we you know we've dealt with the the these two years with the offensive line issues. Really, I mean, just a lot of it. And I don't know if we have a true feel of the scheme <laughs> because he had Dungy, really wasn't implementing his scheme his, his different play and then so right. the first two years of Tommy DeVito while well, he's out most of this year and then last year was just you know we remember how that was was much like this year only he didn't get injured so
2: yeah uh, no I, know. I would have liked to have seen what this offense would have looked like if DeVito would have stayed healthy and maybe we had uh you know Jarvion and Abdul Adams not really um opt out and play yeah. Never really know. So.
3: Right. And, and maybe even Chris Blake gets the uh, waiver. Who knows?
2: Yeah, that probably would have helped too, huh?
3: <laughs> if it's in Butts for Candy and Nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Anyway. Accuse Waterboy, yeah. youth movement makes for an awesome future, and his negative injuries and depth need to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think we've got the depth now, and we've got the depth coming in, right, Joe? I mean, I think, I think it looks good. We don't good.
2: got a lot of guys going anywhere, and we yeah. don't even know out of the seniors who's going to stay. So um, you'd like to think that, you know, obviously our depth is going to get better because we're bringing in all these guys still probably going to hit up the transfer portal and we have so many other guys returning. So the depth is going to be there. It's just, uh, you know, who's going to be there next year? Who's going to fight for those positions? Because I tell you what, some of these positions are going to be up for grabs for some of these incoming people, freshmen. People that opted out that are coming back and transfers alone.
3: Yeah. And, by oh. the way, I didn't put it in the montage because it got choppy during the press conference. Oh, yeah. But that was bad. <laughs> whole, every time. I mean, both of them. It's yeah. agonizing. That, right? one
2: was, that one was really bad.
3: Dino's. Yeah. It was. Um, so... He was talking about – he was asked, you know, what does, wh- when does he expect to hear from the seniors if they're going to opt back in for their extra year? And then he was also asked about um, some of the scholarship stuff. And he didn't really give a good answer, but the the transfer portal does open up in January. And I don't expect to hear anything until January anyway. So you mentioned looking into the transfer portal, portal and, you know, seeing what's in there obviously coach has got to figure out what he's got for scholarships and all that stuff, uh, going into there before he can figure it out. And he mentioned, you know, it's not really fair that it could take that long, but I mean, it is what it is. So, um, no real answers on who's coming back. I'm just, just want to let you guys know that, um, none of that information's going to be out and probably according to coach till sometime in January or after Christmas.
2: Yeah. It's, and it seems to me like, uh, Again, this year is going to be a lot different because at the end of the years, usually in the recruiting years, and especially after you get through early signing period now, you're scrambling to fill spots. You might you know, drop and maybe take some, some chances on some guys that you normally wouldn't, um, but you have open scholarships. Uh, in this situation now, it seems to me like they got majority of the guys that they want. Obviously lost out on a couple. They got two guys or three guys I think they're looking at now, but I don't think they're going to extend anything else outside of those three guys, because they're going to be looking to see who's coming back for seniors. And I think they're going to be looking heavy into the transfer portal. Transfer portal is going to be huge this year.
3: Yeah. It's going to have to be. Yeah. It's going
2: to be like free agency.
3: Yeah. It's going to be crazy for NFL. Yeah. And you just got to, like I said, you got to just, I know that so the scholarship thing right now is convoluted and it's going to get confusing. So we'll just see obviously what happens with that. Maybe we'll have someone come on and help us with that. Might be a good idea. So Maybe I'll reach out to someone. Someone I've been thinking about having on anyway for football, and we'll see how that goes. Zach on Facebook. Top fan, Zach, on Facebook. That's right. Positive. We have a ton of super talented freshmen. O-line was not that bad this game. Play calling was pretty good this game. We actually ran the ball negative. We need a Power 5 quarterback. We need a Power 5 O-line. Hit the transfer portal. As we mentioned, hard this season should have be, been drastically different. Don't let the scores fool you. We are our own worst enemy this season. I do see a light at the end of the tunnel though it seems Gilbert is Gilbert and company are starting to understand what needs to be done on offense. We could have had this game. yeah I mean you know I just don't think they could outlast the, the athleticism of Notre Dame. I just you know we, no, yeah. we, we wanted it to be close and, and to be honest with you, they re- I mean they played hard for they played hard for 25 minutes. They really did. It was just, I mean.
2: They played with them for They played with them,
3: but they played hard. They are always going to play hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they spiraled out of control, and then just, you know, there were some penalties and stuff.
2: Yeah, I I know. Just overall, Notre Dame's offense is so balanced, and their defense is so good that, again, it didn't even really look like they tried anything too crazy on us. They looked like it was kind of very vanilla, just get in, get out, you know, and that was one of the points that we talked to as far as, uh, covering you know yeah once we got to i mean even though they scored a bunch in this near the end of the second quarter like i still thought we were in a good position to cover and then when the you know the runs broke for touchdowns yeah what
3: was it 34 34
2: 33-and-a-half.
3: 33-and-a-half. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think yeah. we bet on it. was. Th- oh, maybe it was 33-and-a-half. Anyway, uh, Tim on Facebook, top fan, positive. A lot of young guys definitely gained experience, which is not only rare but also invaluable to a team like this that isn't stacked with talent. That's a great point, and that's a great way to articulate it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Negative is um, it, was one, it was a one-win season. And one could go on and on with all the excuses and make this year what it is. I personally think it's pointless to do so. It is what it is. The season is over. Time to move on, and hopefully next year is a better one. Now, I don't think it's going to even be a question that next year is going to be better. Dep- no, I think no. that I think that if as if the as if the the issues weren't exposed enough last year, a year of this, um, I don't see how it. It could always be worse, but I, I think there's so much room for it to be better. I mean, and by obviously, there's room for it, but what I mean is just the talent coming in, the talent that we had that's going to be here coming back next year. Like we talked about, we don't know what's going to happen in the transfer portal and all these things. This is like. The transfer portal is going to be like Christmas, like Joe said. I mean, it's going to be – I mean, who knows what you can get yeah. out of it. So, uh, yeah. Robert on Facebook, big, biggest positive with six freshmen on defense. Uh, they are going to be very good in the future. Negative, we need a quarterback. I truly hope people now appreciate dungie a little more. Well, as if you needed a reason to appreciate <laughs> dungie But uh, the things he did with what he had, obviously um, –
2: yeah, well, I mean, there was fans questioning him all the way up to his senior year. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, you know, but yeah, that's yeah. We talked about that this year. So, and really, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, as much as Devito wasn't great, uh, I mean, it kind of made me appreciate him. A little bit, yeah. You know, I, agree. I just sure yeah. just a little bit. Like I know people are like, oh, let's see what Rex can do, and then it was like, let's see what the next guy can do, and then I think it just, I think I don't know about everybody else, and I know that people can get good over, you know, Jacoby and Morgan and Dylan Markowitz. They might be able to get a little bit better. Justin Lamson coming in, who knows what we get from the transfer portal? But, um, yeah, it was pretty obvious after a couple games that it was like, okay, wow, DeVito is our best quarterback on our roster.
3: Yeah. So. And yeah, like you said, you, you just appreciate—you don't realize how much you can appreciate one until they
2: ain't there. But we they, they but we playing. gotta bring somebody in to kind of push him.
3: Yeah, I agree. Either
2: either push him or replace replace him.
3: Right, Kevin. On Facebook, one more positive: they played in they played every game uh, in this crazy year. No one was put on the COVID list, which Joe mentioned. They took care of themselves and each other. This should be commended. Negative. I know they ran. A lot of young guys out there, but the QB's stunk. They need to hit the transfer portal and find someone for a year and let Morgan and his this Lampson kid develop and let those two battle it out in twenty twenty two. So yeah. yeah, again, future, future, future. We're always uh we we've been looking ahead when we knew what was going on this year. And um, it was just important, I guess, really to gain some experience and, and get out there and see what we could do. One win season. We said, you know, it didn't matter if they won zero games. Yeah. We just want to no. see them
2: all played. Right? right. And we did. And so. And, and so what one of the comments said about, you know, it's rare for these guys to get experience. Um, that's, that's actually, you know, really true when it comes to especially good teams. You have your that was upperclassmen. Yeah, your upperclassmen, your guys that you know are going to start, right? So it's very rare to be able to have a season where you can really you got you got talent that you know what they can do that's injured or opting out, right? You got a uh, recruiting class coming in. You, I mean, you're down to what six around sixty scholarships, so you're no you're playing guys you normally can't play. So you're getting a good look at all these players that usually don't get a you don't get a good look at for one or two years. Uh, so really, <clears throat> kind of just gives you a positive because if anything you see what everybody can do on your team and kind of gives you a better, a better kind of um, vision of like what you're missing, what you need to replace, what you really need to get better. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. That's a wrap for football. We will, we will revisit football when there's news and we will, we'll look ahead and just keep you updated on, on everything going on. Most likely recruiting news. Yeah. Recruiting and transfer news and all that stuff. And maybe, uh, have a, you know i don't want to sit and harp on the the football stuff like i feel like we just kind of repeated ourselves a lot i was trying to get some different ideas (sighs) in there and it's tough to go through kind of looking at the same issues every week and still have a show that's trying to be um different every episode right so it was a struggle but um you know we did our best so anyways uh Syracuse defeated Ryder pretty handily. What was the final score? 87-52. to 52. Here's what Coach Beheim had to say after that game.
1: Tonight, we and uh, Quincy didn't do, get a lot, didn't do a lot, but somebody else did it. And that's what we have to learn to do. Uh, different guys, different nights. But uh, it, we just shot it, you know, when you shoot it that well. I think Ryder's going to be pretty good. They've got a lot of guys that can play. Uh, but, you know, it's also their first game. That's always difficult uh, just to open up your first game like that. But, you know, our defense was good. And, you know, we made some bad turnovers that, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get better. Questions? Well, I think Woody's really stepped up. I like what he's done. Uh, I really do. Um, I think everybody else, it's a little bit of work to do. Um but uh, I was actually encouraged Frank's last five minutes uh, five minutes he was good. he was active he moved. Um, I thought he, he was was good. I think Bo moved well um, but yeah I mean we've got a lot of work to do there and obviously um, you playing a you know top 20 team Rutgers on the road it's they're a good really good team they were would have been a tournament team last year. And, They look like a tournament team this year. So um, it's a different ball game. But we've had a couple games under our belt that's helped us. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's a different game. But we're just not where we would like to be at this time. Overall conditioning and game readiness, um, you know, know, we're not where we like. You don't miss 17 days of practice and get there. So, you know, you just got to keep working. And uh, make the best of it. Every team in the country is having—not every team, but a lot of teams in the country—are having a lot of pauses and stops and starts. It's just—it's going to be the, the way it probably will be this year. Um, but you know, we'll just have to keep working. We get a couple practice days for Rutgers and a couple more practice days before Boston College, so you know we can we can use all these days.
3: I wanted to check in on Buddy because you obviously said a couple nights ago that he, you know, wasn't in
2: great spirits. So how is he doing?
1: He's actually doing great. He's happy. His team's playing well. You know, he misses it, but fortunately, he's quarantined at home and there's a gym nearby, so he's probably working out harder than anybody right now.
3: Once again, the coach montage is brought to us by Bet Online. Now, you may not be able to get to a game this year. But um, you can always head over to Bet Online. Bet Online—they're going to go the extra mile to make sure you can get on on everything imaginable over there, um, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. And Joe, taking the taking the trophy. In The last week of the season for football I'm a little disappointed in myself there But we improved BetOnline said you know what We're going to stick with you through basketball See what you can do there And we're going to try But I don't know it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped. They got the Perfect Package 3.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't cut the nuts. Also, it's waterproof, so you can do this in the shower. Why would you do it in the shower? Because you can. That's why, because it's waterproof. Why not? The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes it the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free and smelling great. And uh, you know, the disclosure don't use the same trimmer on your face that you would on your junk below the belt. Obviously you don't want to do that so because it's nasty. Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also include, includes the crop preserver, anti-chafing, balder odor and moisturizer. Use it, you need it and if, you're, and if you tell me you either need it or you're lying one or the other. There's no in between the perfect package. will also come with a pair of manscape boxers. That'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those used pair of boxers. Hiring
2: with indeed. Your search is over. If you need to hire, you need indeed.
0: Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates
3: fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com
1: match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and
0: support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
3: the Manscaped high performance anti-chafing boxers tis the season to Manscaped so get yourself your dad, your brother, your buddy your your co-host get them the gift that keeps on giving Man, Manscaped, perfect package 3.0 get 20% off in free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off in free shipping at manscaped.com use the promo code armchair clean yourself up make Santa proud ok you don't want coal in your stocking alright Don't be nasty. So, the good, Joe. The good. There's a ton of good. There was so much good that I almost almost didn't do bad and ugly, but I did. And I made them short and sweet because there's so much good. Um, Obviously, the most notable thing, and I think everybody was waiting for it to happen, Joe Girard finally hitting his stride. Six for 13 from the field. All of those were threes. He was uh, 50% from three. And Alan Griffin, he was great, too, hitting his first four. Just on fire, started off, and uh, pretty much finished on fire, too. 23 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Syracuse hitting their stride from distance as a team. They dished out seven threes in the first 10 minutes of this game. Kadari Richmond continues to shine. 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block. Only 7 points, but only shot from the field 5 times, I think. Uh, he hit 2 of those, obviously. Uh, Woody Newton is all but slamming the door in any future opportunity for Braswell. Me, uh, have in the rotation going forward, we'll have to see. Uh, Newton, he's still finished with eight rebounds and nine points. Just, um, you know... Just good, solid, solid. Eight rebounds is yep. phenomenal. Uh, Syracuse finished plus 12 on the boards. Um, I'm not surprised there. I would have expected at least that. So the bad, I mentioned Braswell. He finished with four points, one for four from the field, zero oh for three from three. But he did go two for two at the foul line. Uh, Rider uh, they had uh, the right strategy, but they just couldn 't execute it and I think this is what we 're going to have to get used to and if someone gets hot, we know how it 's going to go it 's going to go the way of Bryant, uh, if not a loss so seven for twenty seven from three and fifteen for 17, uh, 15, 17 for fifty eight from the field. the ugly Syracuse obviously they need to clean up some things on offense, a lot of sloppy passes and some other things led to sixteen turnovers on the night. There was one sequence where they, they. I think they got a steal, uh, and then they lost the ball, yeah. and then they got a steal, and then they lost the ball. It was just a, it was a seesaw of just turning the ball over. In fact, Ryder only had 15 turnovers on the night. According to ESPN, that's where I get my stats from. So, Joe, an impressive night shooting for the Orange. They go ahead and they tie the single game record for threes as a team. We were sitting here on Facebook Live, just waiting for that 16th one to drop. It never did. Second half kind of cooled off a little bit. Uh, a, a couple more practices under their belt. A game, another game under their belt. I'm seeing a lot of potential for this team in, in obviously the season going forward as this team gets gets to play together more. But I don't want to get too excited as we know um, you know, there's some stiffer competition out there. Obviously, Rutgers going to be a good test. But what do you think of the game, Joe? It uh, got out of hand quickly, huh? <laughs> got out of hand quickly. Yes, <laughs> it did. Yes, it did. You were spot yeah. on on your on your, uh, Ryder Bronx preview was, was <laughs> probably the most precise <laughs> preview you ever, ever gave us, Joe, just phenomenal. And here I poo pooed it. So I apologize.
2: <laughs> well, like I said, I think they brought it up a couple of times uh, when they were talking about it, about how they had to bring in. Everybody new and how he lost a bunch of guys. And they even were talking, uh, about the coach and how he's a good coach, but what he does is he gets good recruits in there, coaches him up for one or two years, and then instead of them staying, they end up going and transferring to a better school. Yeah, it sucks. So um, it's unfortunate, and he's going through that. And you can, you can tell that he got, they got some scrappy guys, and that was their first game. So uh, you remember what we looked like in our first game. Absolutely. So – uh you know, don't really want to, to bang on Ryder that much, but um, I kind of knew, especially when they came out and they were just hitting those threes. You saw Joe hitting the threes and Quincy, and it got up to like, what, six to 26. They didn't score 10 points till I think over 10 minutes into this the first half. So uh, that's one of those games where you, you kind of just sit back and you watch and, and you hope to see good stuff pretty much from everybody. But even you get up so big, you can get the young guys in there and you can see some of their potential too. Yeah. Um, so just interesting the last two games without Buddy uh seeing these these younger guys come in and him going big at the end of the game, you know, putting Woody Newton up at the top of the two three zone, putting two centers in John Boljack and, and Anselm.
3: How do you like Woody uh, up in, there?
2: I mean, I like it. Woody he's tall and very athletic for him. I mean he's for his height. He's athletic for his
3: height. Like as far as like um yeah. you know, um,
2: Agility, you know, and smooth things. little jump shot. You know what I mean. I think he's just got to get his feet under his him size, a little. That's what I'm yeah, he's got to get his feet under him a little bit, and we'll see what he can do. As far we haven't seen, as far as like driving and dunking and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I don't know. Comparison to maybe a young Wesley Johnson. I don't know if he's going to be that good, but uh, he's got the height, and he's definitely got the jumper. It's a nice looking jumper. So yeah, uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see because I think finally for uh, the first time in a little while. It'll, you know, at least compared to last year, we didn't have anybody to come in for Joe or or Buddy except for who? Howard Washington, right? So, yeah. Howard, or Bryson Goodine, you know? Yep. I mean, one of those guys. So it's good to see that, I mean, Richmond out there, he's awesome on, on defense. I love watching him at the top of the 2-3 So zone. good. I mean, and, and, and
3: there's, there's things on the stat sheet that, are there's, excuse me, there's right. things that don't make the stat sheet that, that Richmond does.
2: That you just got to watch the game and, and, and see. It's just so good. Yeah. And, and that's what I watch in games like this in the Niagara. When you're up 30 and you're like, oh, you know, everyone watches to just see highlights. Like, I'm looking at like the younger guys and where they're, you know, messing up and who's playing, you know, a better spot, you know, as far as on defense. Because you remember back in the day, we had depth to where if you didn't play good defense, it really didn't matter. Bayheim was taking you out. But the last three, four years, it's been me, well, we got these are only three, these three guys that can score. So we Mm -hmm. can't take them out.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. No no matter how good their, their defense is. And the the problem was, is that our defense was actually good and our defense is better than our offense. And last year it's, it was exactly the opposite. So this year, um, I don't think buddy or, or Joe's minutes are, um, are protected. I think that they're going to have to show up and they're going to have to play defense. And, and if you have Gerard coming in and making some of these passing mistakes, um, or he's not hitting his shots, then you're going to see Richmond come in. You know? You're going to see Woody Newton come in if somebody's not playing good on the wing. You know, And even then, it just gives us options because now Alan Griffin can come up to the top of the 2-3 zone or maybe even a Woody Newton if he gets— I mean,
3: you got, you um, got, got five—well, well, I mean, you got at least two extra guys—well, three—that can play up there.
2: Well, and this is what happens when you have full scholarships, too.
3: Yeah, which we're not used to. <laughs> so,
2: so yeah. again, it, we're getting back to where we were, and I just hope that it's one of those things where – That took forever. Again, Joe, that took forever? Joe, yeah, it felt like it, right? And, yeah. I mean, Joe Girard, obviously he can shoot. Buddy can shoot. Last year, they were our only options. But this year, um, we have other guys that can score. I, mean, but I don't think I don't think re- rebounding is going to be a problem. I think we're going to be right? able to score down low with exactly. Doljai. Free throws and look good. Quincy, and, and Alan Griffin's going to be able to score. So uh, they're not going to need – all that scoring. So, you know, if you know, you drop off a little bit of scoring with Kadari, then that's fine. But Kadari is just as likely to get a steal and go get a layup with Joe hitting a three. Right. Right. So,
3: and, you know, we talked about, well, who's going to, who's going to fill the void of the, the, the now departed Utah jazz destined Elijah, Hughes. Elijah Hughes. And, well, we don't really need to fill that void because we've got, we've got some, some different kind of basketball, it seems to me. Where you know, like we I said, we everybody. Yeah, we don't have to worry about the one guy that's going to have to be throwing up the rock all the time and taking everything uh, and doing it himself uh, throughout the whole game. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you heard Coach talk about Buddy is, is probably practicing more than anybody. I think Buddy is go- – look, this is going to go one of two ways. He's either going to come out with, like with you know fire in his eyes, ready to roll, yeah. or gonna be he's it. just going to drop a deuce. So uh, I, I I think he's I think he's going to come out. Obviously, he's going to be coming out and trying to prove prove you know he's he's angry. He's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder cause, oh I'm sure uh, I'm sure he's very upset about this. Obviously, he coach said he was, and it seemed like coach was pretty upset about it too. I think. It was a little personal for Coach, not this not the Ryder press conference, but the one before that against Niagara. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, against Niagara. So yeah. um anyway, I mentioned free throws. Anselm, they played nine minutes and he scored six points and went one for one. And like you heard Coach say, he was moving around pretty good. Four for five from the line. It's pretty good, man. Like you get big yeah, guys that shoot like guy. that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. You know, the only one we is Sadibi really, because everybody's doing a pretty good job at the foul line that I've seen so far. Even Braswell went mm-hmm. two for two. So that's another rebounds and foul shots are things that kind of on and off have plagued us the past few years. And in team well, in team play. So we haven't seen a lot of that. It seems like all this stuff is and, getting fixed. Could it be?
2: Yeah. And and the thing too that the the other big thing about Richmond too is is that he uh, I mean Brooklyn New York park ball you can see it. You can see it in like he gets the ball, he wants to go. He gets a rebound, he goes. Um, he's starting to bring back, you know, the rebound fast the break. Fast let's break go. Stuff, we, used, yep. we used to do that, right? Last mm-hmm. year we didn't do that. That's Buddy old. couldn't do that. Yeah. Joe couldn't do that. And and now we we see a guy where you know, we're going to be able to get ten plus points off of fast breaks a game, fifteen points because we're going and people are running.
3: And we've complained about that for the past few years. Like, there's no running. There's no running the court. Dolzhai was kind of the bright spot in that aspect the past couple years for us. He was really the one that was leading the way on that. So, um, that's pretty much it. It's time to hear from you.
1: To hear from you. That's what I just said. The Loud Mouths from the Loud House.
3: All right, you guys know the deal. Go to the socials after the game. I'll ask you for your thoughts on the game, or I'll ask you something. Anyways, you go there. You leave those thoughts or those comments. I'll sift through them a little bit here and there and pick out some of the ones that I think are worthy. And um, I will start with – let me see. Let's start with. Let's start with Facebook. Jesse, I want to see Kadarian Griffin at the top of the zone and Buddy play at the wing when he gets back. Quincy at the four, Mark at the five with Joe and Woody off the bench. Seven-man rotation the rest of the year. Bring in Jesse when you need him. Quincy can get boards down low. I mean, look, I wouldn't count anything out with the talent and the players that are on this team right now. I wouldn't count anything Yeah, well,
2: out. I, I mean, I don't even think that Jesse's a guaranteed – Back up there at the depth. I mean, I know he's been he's been playing Anselm, Jesse, and um, Buljac. Yeah, right. So, yep. he's trying to figure out who that <coughs> depth guy is going to be. So for far, right it's now. Anselm. Man, someone's, <laughs> someone's got to step up, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because someone's going to have to when we get to these games with with, with being out. But once Sidiby gets back. Um, you know, hopefully maybe this time it's going to develop somebody to wear a mark and still play in the wing, even once the DB gets back. And maybe you don't got to put a mark in the middle. You can put one of these guys. But either way, um, the competition and everything, it's, it's obviously going to help all three of them.
3: A lot of versatile players. And we saw Buddy on the wing um, last year a few times when he needed to be there. And uh, he did pretty good. He did pretty good. So, I mean, I wouldn't count anything on this point. Uh, Jason, it shows Jimmy should be using his bench more in certain situations. Well, I don't think he had much, much of a, of a, of a choice. Uh, Daryl, top fan, Daryl. Is this again? Is Daryl getting in? Is he double dipping right now? Jeez. Top fan, Daryl. Richmond absolutely is going to be a stud. Benny Williams is sneaky good. Quincy ha- had a off night. It's okay. I can't wait to see his coach how coach handles playing time when Buddy comes back. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Joe G struggled again tonight. I can no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Did we watch the same I game? Mean, too? <laughs> he did he had struggle five turnovers. Yeah, he did. He did. I can, but he ha- but he also had what twenty one points. Um, I, can, I continue to believe that Richmond will cut into Joe's playing time. I absolutely love the young players being aggressive on the boards. I know it was Ryder, but you can clearly see that Richmond William, Richmond and Williams are playing hard to get more playing time. Go, crew, go Q's, screw COVID, beat Rutgers. Yeah, all of that, except for Joe having an off night. Look, Joe turns the ball over. That's not really an off night, I don't think. I think it's normal. I mean, he's got to do a better job at taking care of the ball. Plain and simple, we've talked about it. Well,
2: again, again, we have the depth to where if you're going to turn the ball over or if you're not going to play defense, you're going to get pulled.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve, like the different combos on the floor, youngsters got good minutes. Looks like rotation may have to be expanded when Buddy returns. We talk a lot about coach playing seven, eight guys. I don't, I mean, I don't know how you got to play at least eight. At least I don't see any other way around it. But, you know, Coach, I mean, when you get in these situations, like, okay, like, let's take a look at, at the Rutgers game. I'd be willing to bet he keeps it tight. It's going to be tight, obviously, right? You know? Um, so. No, Yeah. Just, you know, depending on how it's going. But uh, at Tony Staffieri on Twitter, it appears rhythm has been established. One thing to nitpick is Griffin doesn't look comfortable in the zone yet. Not a hot take, but a win at Rutgers could keep them on the right side of Selection Sunday bubble for a change. And there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, if Syracuse beats Rutgers, will they get ranked? Well, Rutgers only ranked, what, 24th? So... I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think you got to take notice of Syracuse at that point.
2: You know, Rutgers is, yeah.
3: you know, we'll, we'll get into that.
2: Uh, well, and that's another thing to worry about too, or to think about is that Ryder and Niagara aren't the best of competition. I think Bryant is definitely a, a better, I think Bryant would be able to beat both of those teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we got to kind of see what we, what, you know, what we see as far as a grain of salt. You know, it might be a situation where, you step up against Rutgers and I'm sure we're going to find out on Tuesday, but we're going to find out who's going to be able to, to handle that kind of stuff. Cause that's going to be big boy basketball. You know, Woody Newton can show up and hit these shots or maybe some of these big guys can play okay now against Ryder in, in Niagara. But when you play against uh, some of these other teams, you know, those guys aren't, aren't guaranteed minutes yet. Although Woody is garnering, he's really, really close to saying, Hey, we're going to have to get him some minutes, but uh the only one to me is Kadarius Richmond that is solidified minutes.
3: Oh, it's solidified for sure. But you're right. No. You know, and you got to get you know in some of these upcoming games, you got to get you, maybe Anselm or whoever he thinks, you know, one has, of those guys
2: are going to have to play, you yeah. know, even if you throw them in there, they're 5 minutes they're, they're 5 fouls.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get, in, exactly. get in
2: there and don't make it easy.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. With Rutgers, then we go play, hopefully have Buddy back for Boston College, and we got to look all the way to January second at least uh, for Sadibi. So I think no, some- with,
2: with Rutgers, it's going to be rebounding,
3: right? Well, and then what well, we got we got we don't have many games we're going to be able to play around anymore. Is my point? You got right. You got Rutgers, Boston College, Buffalo, who I probably I, I don't know for sure, but they were solid, pretty solid last year.
2: They've been pretty and, solid, yeah. Yeah.
3: Then you got Notre Dame and Wake Forest uh, before you look to even think about getting Sadibi back. So I don't know what you do and how you do it, but obviously Jim's going to be able to figure that out through practice. And let's just hope that they get the practices in at oil cues. I can't believe Alan Griffin wasn't going to play that much at Illinois. How good is Illinois? <laughs> That's a great freaking question. <laughs>
2: I think they're a top 10 team. <laughs> That's so. a great question. <laughs> this we'll see.
3: Yeah. Richmond is going to be the key to this team going forward. Jimmy better not forget about him when buddy gets back. I don't think he will. Frank Anselm mm-hmm. is going to be good. Uh, had, had a good touch and is quick off his feet. Yeah, for a big guy, he's, he's agile. I mean, that, I, you know, I'm not a talent scout, but I know what I see. And uh, like Joe said, that's what I was looking forward to in that second half. And, you know, he got to see he – got, he got solid nine minutes. I mean, look what Braswell did in nine minutes. He did – I mean, mm-hmm. Frank was better. But Frank did score more, though. He sc- he only shot one shot, made it, and and scored it. And to foul. A so he got to the foul. Yeah, and he got to the foul line. So and you got to be able to do that, obviously. At uh, ZW Rodburn, exactly what we expected. Easy orange W, uh, shooting a plus. Uh, Kadari good again, and Kadari good again, and make the two three zone so much better. Things got a little sloppy when the bench got involved, which is. Going to be expected this early in the year. Rutgers will be good. Um, Rutgers will be good. Littman's test for this group. Yeah. And that's kind of the benchmark, right, Joe? Um, You know, Rutgers is ranked. They're supposed to be pretty good. We'll get into all that. But obviously, uh, that one makes me nervous. And I am excited and also anxious a little bit to see how they do. Tuesday night at 9.30, for crying out loud. <laughs> at Mahirio underscore 10, wish they broke the record for threes, but oh well, nice to see Joe Girard back, break out and Griffin do his thing. Also, can we talk about how Anselm has a nice free, thr- free throw line stroke? Last five minutes of the game, that lineup, man, the length was really nice to see, good win. Uh, no positive tests, please. Exactly. Like, we got to stay. These kids, I am sorry. They got to stay in a bubble. Like, keep them away from anything that's going to subject them to a positive test. Because we're struggling. Uh, we're going to be struggling with the positive testing. I think if 14 days is insane. Yeah, and
2: I would like to actually read into what that protocol is because uh, I know for, you know, just listening and paying attention throughout the sports news and even, you know, just news period, uh, I mean, there's false positive tests out there all the time. Uh, So I hope that there's something in that protocol to be able to say, oh, okay, if you get tested, okay, we'll test me in two days or three days, and then if it's negative, then we can figure something out, right? Right, Right, because
3: you're getting tested probably a few days before the positive anyway. So there's right. no, you know what I mean? So there's no way if you get one a couple of days after testing positive that that four or five day period is going to be coming right. on.
2: Right. Right. So in my opinion, they should still be testing even after. And as soon as you test negative, you should be able to go back. I don't really understand why. You know, you see what I'm saying? And like, Buddy's was contact traced. So. Well, and that was the whole thing, right? So yeah. with him, it's a situation where it was contact tracing. So you have to sit back and kind of wait to see if you get. If you end up getting it, um, but yeah, I don't right. like you said. I think fourteen days is is insane. That's insane. without a doubt.
3: Seven to ten, maybe. Talking about going down to seven. At least that's what Coach says. I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> One more at Mets home run guy. I'm buying Syracuse stock for the future. I'm investing heavy in Kadari Richmond, dabbling in some Newton and some Anselm. Orange basketball fire emojis. Yeah, he's playing buy sell and hold all by himself. Good job. Good nice job. Yes, absolutely. I like it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. All right,
2: you have to. The, yeah. Only only seniors are Giants at eBay.
3: I know it, and they get an so extra year if they
2: to. Right, so you take away people possibly, you know, going to the NBA. I don't know who possibly, maybe Quincy or Griffin maybe, or something. Maybe but or if they don't, if they have that good of a year, right? But yeah. if not, you're talking about you could have this whole team back.
1: Why
3: is there a dog in
2: here? <laughs> because you have two dogs.
3: Unbelievable. Yeah, but I block them out. I block them out. Um, all right. Hey, the all-time series with Rutgers sits at thirty-nine to nine in favor of the Orange. Rutgers, an old Big East rival, obviously. Syracuse would go twenty-one to four against Rutgers in Big East play. They met in the tournament only once in the Big East tournament. That is with the Orange winning eighty-one to fifty-seven. The last time these two team plays these two teams played it was easy for me to say. It was in January two thousand thirteen. Brandon Trish. Led in points with 25, and Michael Carter Williams led in assists with 10. Syracuse has won the last 13 meetings in a row with Rutgers. So Joe, sure. the ranked, they're ranked, the ranked 24th. They're three and zero. Sacred Heart. Uh, who, who is this? Fairly Dickinson? Dickinson and Hofstra. <laughs> what the freak? Who's Fairly Dickinson? <laughs> <laughs> Would they play one person? <laughs>
2: no. Well,
3: what happened? All right, tell us about Rutgers, Joe.
2: Yeah, like, again, going to what you said, I think um, they haven't played that great a competition, obviously, uh, but not really close games as well. They were, I think, I believe 20 and 11 last year when the world stopped and they canceled the NCAA games. Uh, so they were, they were headed to the NCAA tournament anyway, um, returning four starters and brought in a couple good freshmen, one of them uh, the guys the center um, was a very highly ranked highly touted um center uh cliff Omarui. hope I said that right you but did um but yeah norm this this team basically has been starting four guards and um Omarui um, as a center. And then they have another junior backup center, miles Johnson. Those two are both six 11. So they got height in the middle, um, to pose kind of issues as far as that goes. Um, but our problems really are going to be with the guards, um, Ron Harper, Jr. Um, and Jacob young, uh, Ron Harper, Harper, Jr. Is a junior, uh, and Jacob young is a senior as far as guards go. And those guys, they lead in points and most of the other stats, um, Montez Mathis, another junior that played a lot of minutes last year, um, he's also up there with 15 points a game, right next to where Jacob Young at 15. Ron Harper's got 21 points a game, so those are your three main guys, your guards. Um, Ron Harper six six, Jacob Young six two, and Montez Mathis is six four. So you got some some tall guards. Uh, you also got Paul okay McH- McH- huh. Mulcahy? I think that's his name. But uh, he's another guard, another 6'6 six, six guard. Uh, he plays a lot of minutes, too. So those four guards in Omarui have been the starters. And then Miles Johnson has come in. Um, and then another freshman from uh, Melmore, uh, Melbourne, uh, Mawat Mag, 6'7", um, I think, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, forward or something. Uh, he's been um, the other forward that comes out and plays more or, lot, uh, more or less off the bench. So they really only look like they're going seven deep even against um, these kind of lower, lower competition teams. So uh, they're definitely a team that's they're, – they're physical. They're going to be in your face playing defense. Uh, they got height at the guard position.
3: What's Dole and, weighing um, these days?
2: What's that? What's Dole weighing –
3: what's Dole Jai weighing these days? 205?
2: Oh, God, yeah, something like that. Uh, what's, see, what's this guy's name?
3: Amaroi. What? Amaroi. Uh, I'm a Rui, yeah. 6'11", 240. 6'11",
2: 240.
3: So, I'm a Rui. Yes. According to yes. – Miles to-
2: Johnson, 6'11", 255. Those are the two centers that are going to be in there. So, 240 and two, two uh, 255. Um, so, again, rebounding is going to be a big deal. And I think looking at their stats and looking at the games that they played, I haven't got a chance to watch them yet. But they, um, on the season, are 12 of 41 from the three-point line. So, I mean, we made more threes the last game.
3: Yeah, they're not Riders, taking a lot. They? Not, they're not taking a lot. Maybe that's – obviously, you know, they're going to game plan for that, though, when they come – when we go and play them.
2: Right, but I, I guess it's one of those things where if you got three-point shooters, and you shoot them. I don't think sure. that, you know – I don't think that you you make a point not to you know yeah I mean
3: that's even a good when point. you're playing yeah. against
2: a smaller competition you're you're playing the way you're trying to play the way that you're you're implementing and, your offense and how you right and you want, want to right. and plan to play right so mm-hmm, I agree I I kind of scripted it. I mean three games forty one three pointers right um that's not even close to where we are so we, I we, we I shot see thirty it, this, last night right so it's gonna be it's going to be a rough game. I can see uh, Rutgers going to the line a lot. I think foul trouble on our side is going to be a huge, huge deal. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to pack it in. I think we're going to force them to try to shoot threes. I think, uh, I think Jim's going to have a good idea of who can make some threes. Cause again, five out of the seven of their main rotation, um, are juniors or higher. So, uh, they were there last year. Bayham knows that they can do. So, um, a good game plan, is definitely going to be key as far as defensive wise. And then again, I mean, just the rebounds and the free throws is, is where, is where Rutgers is going to make their mark. They're going to drive and they're going to take jumpers and pass the ball around and try and get those those spots that you can get in the two, three zone. And they got upperclassmen that can do it. Um, They say uh, Jacob Young, their senior guard is possibly one of the fastest guys in the league. So um, if not the country. Uh, So we're going to have issues with some guys, but I don't, I think that our defense kind of works good against, you know, it's a good matchup against their offense. You know, it's just basically we're going to have to show up and play and we're not going to be able to let these guys push us around.
3: We're in, in, in limited turnovers, for crying out loud. <sighs> we can't be turning the ball over 16, 17 times. Well, the last two games was 16, 16 against, against um, Ryder and 17 against Niagara. And, and come right. on, that's Ryder in Niagara, guys. We can't you, you can't turn the ball over? That's it. That's it. We're done with the turning the ball over stuff. That stuff needs to be cleaned up. They got to start playing. Yeah. They got to start playing uh, like serious. And I understand that some of that stuff with the with the turnovers and the passes is some of it's cutesy BS that they're you know they're just.
2: I think trying to to do some fancy stuff yeah, when you're up twenty right I think so like, yeah, yeah
3: I, think it they, they, I think they 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 realize the leash is a little bit longer with some of those teams, and that I just hope that they realize that. You know, we can't do that going into Rutgers and even and even you know Buffalo and Notre Dame, Wake Forest.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is. I, I think our games to mess around or even do that kind of stuff. I mean, from they're, here on out, yeah, it's I all, think it's they're all done. Serious, yeah, and all, every game is pretty much important. Um, yeah, this would be a huge, obviously, to be able to get this under our belt. You know, you might you might even push us to the point where we could possibly be ranked if if that's the case. So, um, I don't think- I wouldn't be. I would have I would be really confident in this game if Buddy was playing. Um but yeah, we're just going to have to
3: We will have to see. And we, to I, see where it lies, man. Yeah, we'll have to see. Look, just looking ahead on the schedule real quick, we don't have a game time for Boston College. We'll just have to see when it is, but the next available time where we can get in and um you know, I know that we were we were doing I was doing the Facebook live stuff and people couldn't watch the game. But I'll try it again. For uh, poops and giggles, and we'll see no. how it goes. We'll just have some fun with it. So I know there's yeah. people that will show up. It'll be and like top fan Daryl, top fan Daryl. We-
2: <laughs>
3: you can talk over it.
2: It's fine. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> s- scared me. Um, <laughs> Real quick, we can get their big guys in foul trouble.
3: Yeah, that's a possibility. That, that would
2: too. be yeah. Because like again, you have the two six eleven guys, and then you drop to six seven.
3: Yeah. So.
2: That's a big, huge it's difference. That kind of stuff. It's that and rebounding, you know. And I hope that uh, once now that we're in the competition, it doesn't go back to, you know, what last year was, where our defense was and giving up all those offensive rebounds and all that other stuff because these guys are scrappy. They're athletic, and, you know, they're going to give us a run. We're going to have to go in there and play hard for sure.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So 930 tomorrow night. Uh, let's have our Tuesday night. Excuse me. It might be tomorrow as you're listening to this, though. That's what I meant. Just testing everybody. All right. Huh. Yeah. I want to thank everybody who's, who's come to listen. Thank you to everybody who participated in fan feedback. Um, obviously, Bet Online, Manscaped. And that's it. We'll see you soon. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Hey.